0: All right, we have Ross
1: Douglas here, and we'll get started with the first question from Mike Reese.
0: Thanks, Stephanie. Ross, how are you doing today? Mike, my
2: man, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. I came to, first of all, to check on you. Um, I appreciate that. I saw, I, I'm guessing that the takeoff yeah. was hard, you know, and I just sort of, literally, I just <laughs> wanted to check in with you to just see if you make sure you're Okay.
2: It's it's funny because my senior year at Rutgers, we actually one of our boosters paid for a private concert for the Migos, so we went to his house. It was like forty minutes away from campus, and the Migos came in. They put on like an hour private concert for us, and so we got a chance to meet Takeoff, Quavo, and Offset. And I mean, those guys, you could just tell how tight they were. They were family. They wanted to see each other win. So. To see that news this morning, I mean, I grew up watching uh listening to the Migos and watching them grow throughout their career. So it hit a little different. And I just want to say condolences out to take off and everyone who's affected by this. I know a lot of people in the hip hop community and the music community are deeply affected by this. So condolences to the Migos and everybody who's involved.
0: Mm-hmm. Gerard was when we were talking to Gerard Mayo, he mentioned something too, you know, like you sometimes you just step back, you know, and realize it's you know, we're grinding away, right? And it's uh, life, right? Life hits us hard. So no,
2: no doubt. And then also big shot. We, we suffered a big loss in the NFL community as well, you know. You know the Zimmer family. I mean, that that was tragic to hear about that as well. So just condolences to Adam Zimmer and Mike Zimmer and the whole Zimmer family, the Cincinnati Bengals for the tragedy. I mean, that's never easy to deal with, especially when was a coach in the National Football League and was just getting really his career started. So condolences to the Zimmer family, the Cincinnati Bengals, and everyone else who's close to the Zimmer family.
0: It's a tough day, Ross. Yeah. Um
2: so I guess with that,
0: how do you come part? I mean, I don't know, how do you do it? You know, how
2: do you move forward and start doing what you're doing? Right. No, no, it's definitely like you said, we get so immersed in the grind and so tunnel vision on what we got to do like we got a good opponent in indianapolis coast coming this week but you take a step back and be like dang like there's tragedy in the nfl community there's tragedy in the hip-hop community like you really step back and think like i'm just like dang Takeoff is 28 years old like i'm about to be 28 in a month and it's just like sheesh like he's the same age as me and to see certain things like that happen really just makes you appreciate those who are around you especially your loved ones and you just really got to hold close to them tight because you never, never know when that day might be come and they might get called home to be with the Lord. So we just got to embrace what we have and make every day that we live on this earth count. So that's what it kind of makes me feel about. I get one one last
0: one and then I, I don't want to hog your time with other people coming in. But um, what what are you seeing from Jacoby in terms of just um, his <clears throat> continued progression as a, as an all around receiver?
2: My man, Jacoby. Jacoby's a true professional in every sense of the word professional. So, I mean, he's gotten so he's gotten a lot better with everything, getting off the ball, his route stems, his top-of-the-route ability. He was creating separation, but now he's it's hard-pressed to find another receiver in the National Football League that creates as much separation as this guy. So he's truly getting better. He's a leader on our team. He's dependable. He's reliable. You know what you're going to get out of him every single day. It's really just great to be – but a part of that process with him, but he's really take the onus on himself and he's really tried to rub that off on his teammates too. So he's just a young player who's continued to ascend and he's going to continue to get better. And I'm glad to be a part of the journey with him and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that he continues to get better and better. Thanks for the chat, Ross. No, thank you, Mike. Appreciate you.
1: Next question, Karen Garigian. Hi, Ross. How are you?
2: Hey, Miss Karen. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing fine. Uh, I'm just curious about the red zone. Uh, mm-hmm. I was looking up the the statistics aren't that great uh, mm-hmm. for you guys. You're, you're kind of down toward the bottom of the league. I'm just wondering in your mind, what needs to happen, you know, to kind of get better and produce touchdowns as opposed to, you know, field goals?
2: Karen, that's a great question. You know, we talk about the red zone. That's where the most points are exchanged in the NFL, whether you're talking about touchdowns or field goals or anything like that. When you look at us, just red zone offensively, a lot of our problems have come just from hurting ourselves, whether it's been negative plays or penalties. So if we start there, we'll definitely improve what our red zone chances could be like. And we've done a better job here against Cleveland against last week when we were down there a couple of times of really being able to really finish drives and, have sustained success and really punch it in when it mattered, but that's something we just got to continue to emphasize because that's where the most points are exchanged in the NFL. And we got to continue to just practice hard and really not beat ourselves when we get down there and just continue to try our best to punch the ball in the end zone.
1: Yeah, I guess it's good having a guy like Nick Folk when <laughs> when that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, no doubt. Um, just getting back to, I know, I know uh, you you talked about. Uh, the losses in the NFL. But i just wondering, like, in terms of the day with uh, it being the trading deadline, I know it, it wears on some players kind of wondering if they're still going to be here mm-hmm. or not here. Does it impact you as coaches as well, kind of trying to, you know, maybe not have guys you've been working all season with, that type of thing?
2: It's definitely a very different time because when – I know a lot of fans and you know, all that like want to think everything is so transactional in the NFL, but these are guys who you build relationships with. You're with 24 seven, you coach them, you get to know them families, you get to know them as people. So it's now that transactional, there's a lot of emotion that's behind it because when a player gets traded or a player gets released, I mean, that, that affects their family, that affects a lot of different people. So as a coach, you're just sensitive to the fact that it could be life changing for a lot of different people. And Whatever happens on that end, I mean, we just handle it. There's still human beings that we're talking about. We're not just talking about guys that are like, oh, man, he does this. He's going to get traded all the way out here. He's going to get traded here. These are human beings that we're talking about. So we have to be sensitive to that fact. And definitely as a coach, it's emotional because you grow so close with these guys because how much time you spend with them. So that's definitely, it'd definitely be hard.
1: Thank you, Russ.
2: No, thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Russ. And thank you everyone for joining us today. Thank you.